the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet $100. Get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. At sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the College Basketball Experience, where I got my start in the Sports Gambling Podcast. March Madness is heating up, and all you need to do is subscribe to the College Basketball Experience for awesome winners, a whole bunch of picks. See you on Saturday, Kobe. Let's go. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guys. Me, really real, villain, real, Terrell, Furman Jr. at your service. And coming off, you know what? I don't even want to say it. I don't want to jinx it. Just know things are good on this side of the tracks. On that side of the tracks, we got my guy Scott Studio, Rochelle. Scott, what's going on? Hey, nothing much. Uh, how's it going with you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm great. It, you know, you don't want to jinx things, but you know when things just happen to be falling your way. And after last night, a, a lot of things are definitely falling my way. So, you know, it feels good. Uh, Wizards, great game there. I I still don't know when the last time we've seen a head coach just walk in and join the team midseason. But easy fade spot there for the Hawks. Uh, still can't trust the Mavericks at home, laying points at all whatsoever. doesn't matter. Kyrie Irving, no change in the philosophy. Do not lay points with the Mavericks well, they, at home. Well, they did change. They just can't guard anybody now. So, Well, they couldn't guard anybody before. Their defense was bad. Well, yeah, so I mean, just... The defense got worse, and Kyrie ended up missing the game winner. But even if he hit it, they weren't even close to covering the entire game. Oh, no, game, they weren't. So. That was Easy pickings there. Appreciate the Pacers for helping me out. Shout out to Hallie for on his birthday as well. Luca, shout out to you. Appreciate you not hitting the game winner and killing that money line opportunity. And then the Spurs get a win. The Spurs have their first win in what? 15, 16, 17 games? Yeah, give or take. Uh, that was a pretty bad, I don't want to say full-on implosion by Utah, but it felt that way. But nice job by San Antonio in the second half to uh, weather the storm and to hang in there. And that was a nice win for San Antonio. Besides that, though, Clippers keep doing Clipper things. I've said that this team is horrible late in games. I've called this team basically frauds for the last couple of weeks. Were and you, were you on the show where I said bet the Clippers at seven one to miss playoffs? Uh, yes, you said that you mentioned it because we talked about the futures for the Western Conference and for the league. And I asked you what you, your thoughts were on the Clippers because. We talked about teams that we thought could win the West, and we both thought the Clippers were not on that list of teams, but you went above and beyond and said you think they might miss the playoffs. Yeah, and granted, I just looked at the odds. Odds haven't dipped, shifted too much just because of how jam-packed the West is, but 0-3 since that span. So maybe this me saying that out loud is the thing that invigorates them to start winning some games, but Clippers are definitely still clippering, and they are a half game out of the play-in. And that's what I want for my bet. I I don't need them. Well, if they fall out of 10, that would be great, but I highly doubt that happens. But I just want them in the play-in, and I want an opportunity to either green up my bet or hedge out of my bet in the play-in opportunity. So 
how they're playing, we might get there because if I look at my counter right, Kawhi's played in how many straight games now? Three, four. Yeah, is that like a new record for this season? I I don't I I'm I feel like Kawhi gets home from the arena, like back to his house. And his knees just like disintegrate into thin air <laughs> at this point, you know. Like I, I don't think his knees are used to playing this many games with overtime attached to it. By the way, for oh yeah, level. so three overtimes in that three game. Oh Kawhi, you're sitting the next game. He's like three games straight. This I is, thought he was going to well, sit this past game, but they, I, I think the argument is they keep losing. Like if they would have won a game, he probably would have sat, sat. But they keep yeah. losing. <laughs> so they're like, God damn it, can we win so we can sit this guy? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> oh man, we'll see what the Clippers do, man. But I, I, I'll say they got their work cut out for them. This second half of the season doesn't look like you're going to get a bunch of easy wins in here. As I look at it, you got the Warriors a few times. You got the Kings in here. Uh, I see the Grizzlies three times in March. Jesus Christ. Uh, you have the Knicks who have been playing a lot better. Yeah. Even the Thunder might give him a couple of games. By that point, Shea is probably back. The Thunder might give him a couple of games. I don't know. I think that there's a, you know, it was a shot in the, it wasn't a shot in the dark, but it was a risky bet when I placed it. And I think that we possibly could be on to something. You know, I'm not sold on this team, but I think they'll get into the playoffs. But if they're in the play-in, if they fall that low and you have them at seven to one to miss, then yeah. it's automatic value. Yeah, you feel good. You feel good. All right. Anything else? Uh, oh, I didn't. What, what did y'all do last night? What was your lock and dog last night? I did not do well. Uh, Halliburton screwed me. He decided to score a bunch of points. I had him double double, which was extremely <laughs> unfortunate. Uh, just his numbers against Dallas historically were good. Yeah. Uh, the birthday angle worked out for the points, but didn't work out for the assists. Wasn't even close, to be honest with you, for most of it. And I leaned to Chicago against Toronto just because Toronto laying points. I know Chicago on the road isn't good, but Toronto laying points isn't exactly an ideal spot either. Chicago hung in there. They led at several points in the fourth quarter, couldn't break away, and they lost outright. So ended up going 0-2, unfortunately. I was trying to think of other storylines from yesterday's action. Uh, how about Portland, by the way, like going from up 23 to losing by 18 kind of impressive stuff, a 41 point swing midway through the game. I actually did not know that that's how that game turned out. Cause I feel like every time I didn't watch this game, but anytime that was, that I was drifting, lock, and Golden State was getting killed and they came back and they won comfortably. Oh yeah. I was sitting there. I, I felt like I, I looked, and every time I looked at the game, I saw Golden State was just up a lot. And I was like, oh, okay, Golden State's, you know. I didn't, I don't think I ever saw the point where Portland was up. <laughs> it was like early, early second quarter. They were up 23. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then Golden go State outscored them by, I think it was 20 in the third quarter. Or was second quarter, quarter or third quarter? But the point is Portland was up a decent amount, and they completely just fell apart. And Golden State killed them. So... Yeah, Portland doing Portland things. Uh, I also like how they how you know you give a round of applause for Golden State defensively because they held the Lillard to only twenty five points. That's where we're nine at for now. Twenty one from the field. That's pretty good, yeah. man. But five. But that's the point though. Twenty five points. You know, is usually a decent day if you just blind look at the points. But since it's a Lillard, it's like oh no, great defensive effort. You know. Yeah. No. Really, really good defensive effort. All right. I'm trying to think of any other storylines there. Then that was basically it. And the yeah. Nets are bad. But, I mean, Giannis did Giannis things, so. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fault the net. That's what I'm saying. I don't have. Yeah, that was a, that that was a, you know, that was a good effort. It was a good effort. All right, let's go ahead and get into this. What is this Wednesday? Yeah, it's Wednesday. Yeah. All right, let's get into the Wednesday slate. First game up on the docket, we have the Phoenix Suns on the road going to play the the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets are. No, are catching 10 at home. Jesus Christ. The Hornets are catching 10 at home. 229 is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Charlotte Hornets that P.J. Washington is doubtful with a foot injury. You have Cody Martin out. And LaMelo Ball, as everybody know, uh, that ankle again, he is going to be out and Probably shut down for the rest of the season. You got to think. Uh, he's done. He, he, fr- yeah, he, he fractured his ankle. He fractured he's, his he's ankle. Yeah. So, however, other side of the ball, this is the news everybody's been waiting. Everybody's been ready to hear, ready to see. Kevin Durant is in. You can expect Kevin Durant to play tonight. Monty Williams has confirmed he will play limited minutes. You don't know how much of him you're going to see, you don't know what the chemistry is going to be. But he will play in this game tonight. I mean, everybody's betting. Everybody's betting Phoenix. I mean, everyone's betting Phoenix, but we've we have faded Charlotte several times this year with Lamelo being out, and it's been extremely profitable because this team is horrible. But in those cases, Gordon Hayward was also injured, and they had no talent. That's at what all. I was about to say. Like, Hayward's actually been pretty good. Those, yeah, when Hayward like Hayward steps up. And is able to run the offense when Lamelo is out. When now, when Lamelo and Hayward is out, that is probably one of the worst basketball teams you've ever seen in life. Yeah, but especially with you know Scary Terry running things. Oh man, uh, what's this? This money's split. Yeah, so sixty-four percent of the bets, ninety-one percent of the money is on Phoenix tonight. I. Do you just sit here and take the Charlotte catching double digits at home angle? I think I'd be tempted by it, but I don't. I feel like the way I'd bet this is player prop based. There are some player props that I'm just immediately interested in, and I feel like that's kind of how I'm going to approach this game in general. But I'm, I'll probably lean to Charlotte plus the points. Durant's a great player. He's an all-time great player, but you have to wonder about the chemistry with this team. Uh-huh. And how you have a brand new starting lineup that's never played together before. We usually know that it takes a couple of games, worst case scenario, to at least build up some chemistry amongst a, a uh-huh. new lineup. I'm not going to blindly pick Phoenix to win this game by 30, even though on paper they should win this game by like 15. Uh-huh. I think Charlotte hangs in there for a bit. I think that Phoenix is going to win. But I do think that blindly taking a team with a brand new player who has not played with any of his teammates yet. Tends a little bit much to lay on the road. Uh-huh. I'll lean to Charlotte, but there are some player props I'm more interested in. All right. Uh, I wish Scott Foster was refing this game. Does that apply for regular season games, by the way, or is that only playoff games? I actually don't know the answer to that question. I will I find either. that out at some point and figure out what that applies to, but I think it applies to everything. I feel like it applies to all the games. All right. Uh, I am going to side with you, and I'm just going to say that somehow, some way, Charlotte stays in this, whether 
the Suns don't know what to do defensively in terms of rotating, switching, all of this other stuff, and allow Charlotte to just be able to score at home. And that's really what it's got to be. Charlotte's going to have to score if they're going to cover this spread. And so, uh, and the, you know, lack of chemistry, you're pushing. I don't even realize who got who's getting pushed to the bench for KD entering the starting lineup. Is it? Uh, was it Torian Craig? Probably Torian Craig. I think it is. Or well, they haven't officially announced uh, the official starting lineup. Yeah, I just going off a of projection, and it projected. It looked like it might be. Well, we know it's going to be Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre, and Kevin Durant. That last guy, like, do they add a coach? He's been really good. Do they? They can add really him? rotate based on matchups. I'm assuming yeah. that Kogi will be in the lineup, and Craig probably won't be, but we'll see. Yeah, they're, and they're, that's that's another thing. They're going to have to play around and figure out who that fifth guy is and who consistently that fifth guy is going to be. So if you have to bet this game, I lean towards Charlotte, but you don't have to bet this side. You really Once don't. again, I'd rather just go for player props. <laughs> yeah, all and right. We mentioned that Durant's going to play. He's on an obvious minute restriction here. Yeah, he is. So all right. just keep that in mind, too. Total 229, open up 230, two and a half. Drop 229. I think I'm going to lean to the under just because Lamelo, besides wanting to play fast because he's a very solid facilitator at the point guard position, he's also one of the worst defenders in the league, or he's definitely not good at defending. Is Charlotte a better defensive team when he's not on the court? Probably. Yeah. And offensively, they should be worse. And I mentioned the chemistry issues potentially for Phoenix early on. I'm going to go with the under. I think it's getting to the point where I don't want to take the under anymore, though. Yeah, that's fair. But it's it it is dropped to two twenty nine, and I would have loved that under at two thirty two and a half. Especially, uh, we know this is a non conference game, but Phoenix in non conference games absolutely bucked the trend. Charlotte bucks the trend too, but uh, Phoenix completely bucks the trend. Sixty eight percent to the under in non conference games. That's eight and seventeen, uh, eight seventeen to the over where Charlotte is 10 and 13 to the over. So there's 56.5% to the under in non-conference games. So you kind of have a match there of, even though this is a good trend for over, both of these teams go under in that matchup. Yeah. I, yeah. I think under is a pretty good bet there. Everything kind of uh, sitting, sitting right for that. So I'll back the under with you to 29 and a half. All right. You've been teasing it this whole time. Props. What do you like? I feel like I have to kind of pivot to Rozier props. Uh, his assists are at five and a half. I think that's kind of intriguing. Uh, I see Darrell in the comment section mentioning that. Rozier yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Is at two and a half at plus one ten. Uh, anytime you can get a starting point guard for turnovers at plus one ten, that's definitely worth something. And two and a half, two and a half. Like yeah, absolutely. Let me see what he does with Lamelo out of the lineup. But keep going. Well, I was gonna say when it comes down to it. Are you are you leaning more towards Gordon Hayward points props or Ubre points props? Oh, Ubre does like he, what do he have that one what it was it one year with the Suns? Yeah. I don't know if it's enough for a revenge game compilation, but he did play for Phoenix. Yeah, it was like one or it was like one or two years. I think it was after Washington when he went to the Suns. I think it was after Washington before uh Golden State. 
He wasn't there for long, but the point yeah. is he did play against Phoenix, if you want to use that I, angle. But yeah, he was I in Phoenix he, for, uh, from 2018 to 2020. Yeah, two years. Okay, yeah. I, I, ooh, I, you know I like Oubre, especially when he gets back into the starting lineup, man. Yeah. Like he, he becomes a different player when he gets back into the starting lineup. I think I'm going to have to go Oubre there. Okay. Just saying, I feel like one of those two guys for points should be worth something. Maybe you can pivot to Hayward assists if you want to go for kind of a sneaky that's, idea. That's there, the play I like. That's the play I like, Gordon. Because he's going to handle the ball more with ball being out. And Rozier, even though I just mentioned his assists as well, he still wants to shoot a lot of threes. And that involves him playing a bit off ball. You can look at Hayward's assist numbers recently. Six, two, five, three, eight. So he has had a couple of decent assist games, and that was with Lamelo playing. I think Hayward assist is probably worth a look here, and you could find the current number available at that's five and a half at plus one twenty five. So you could probably find a four and a half at like minus uh-huh. one thirty, minus one forty. I don't mind that. I think Hayward's probably in line for a decent assist game, but watch out for a blowout potential. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, definitely blowout potential on this one, Sarah Rozier. Last five games without LaMelo Ball, turnover 0 1 3 5 4. So, you have the three of the last five. With that? Uh, yeah, I got the assist right here. So, three of the last five, he's gone over that two and a half in turnovers with without LaMelo. Without LaMelo assist, he has five, two, five, six, and four. Okay, so he only got there once. Okay. Yeah. What, what Terry Rozier is at five and a half? Uh, for yes. Assists? Damn. Yeah, he's at five and a half. It's minus 135 on the over, too. So plus money on the under? Yeah. Like, I think if I was going to take an assist at five and a half, I would rather take Hayward assist than Rozier. Is it? I mean, is it? Is it weird to say to fade his assist? If I mean, come on. Terry Rozier, he shoots the ball. Like, well, I, I just mentioned that you can keep an eye on it. If you, Some people would blindly take the over because yeah, he's, you know, a, he's starting a point, point guard. guard. But yeah, Hayward no, does but, handle a lot of the facilitating responsibilities on this team. I tell you, if you play Terry Rozier, take the under on that assist, that plus money. I think, I think if you take the under on his assist at plus money, and you take the over turnovers at plus money, you got a good chance of getting at least one of them too, and yeah. coming up, you know, a couple, you know, point something units or whatever. Are you making yeah. a case for Mark Williams in this game? I feel like we should. We gotta bring it up. You know? Does DeAndre? Ayton, I mean, does DeAndre Ayton reinvigorate himself as not playing soft at the rim with Kevin Durant in the lineup? Because you, when you watch his games, he's really soft with some of these rebounds, man. Like Very. he really doesn't. He really doesn't try. If it's not a given rebound, like all you have to do is add a little bit of pressure, and he's not getting that rebound. I'll probably take double double, but the only concern is if foul. it turns if it does turn into a blowout or if there's foul trouble involved, but. I don't know how good Phoenix is actually going to be at getting to the line because they have a bunch of mid-range jump shooters or guys who like to pull up, whether yeah. it's Bo- Booger can draw some fouls, but he's mostly going to shoot on the perimeter. Durant, yeah. we know, is more of a fadeaway guy. doesn't exactly get to the line a ton. He can, but most of the time he kind of tries It would, it would have to be Aiton. Aiton would be, have to be the person forcing those fouls. And we know Aiton's kind of afraid of contact in his own right. So I, yeah. I think if you want to go for a Williams play, it probably would be double-double or maybe rebounds, but the double-double price for Williams is plus 130. I feel like that's pretty tempting. It is. It is. Dang, I remember when that joint was like 2-1, to 3-1. to one. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else for this one? No. That's all I got. 
think we talked through all the props I liked as well. All right. Before we get to the next game, gotta to talk to you about the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and that is WinBets. Active in a bunch of states all over the country. Live betting, same game parlays, including the Win Build Your Own Bet. And March Madness is upon us, and there's so many ways of getting down on NBA action, NHL action, XFL action, college football, co- not college football, college basketball. I'm oh, I'm talking over my words. College basketball, yes. So sign up today, receive a special offer, bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability, and you have the DGEN only parlay, where if you hit the longest parlay of the week, you get a thousand dollar free credit. I will let you know that there was, there may have been a what is it, San Antonio Wizards and uh, San Antonio Wizards and Pacers. That was it. There may be a parlay that had San Antonio Wizards and Pacers all on the money line and win bet right now. So if you're jumping, you better jump high. Just saying, jump high. But you hit the longest parlay of the week, $1,000 free credit. So much choose from all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be told me older president state will play through winbet is available. If you or someone knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by the SGPN merch store. Make sure you head over to the merch store and get all of the cool items we have. A whole bunch of NBA gambling podcast gear, college basketball experience gear you can get the talk about my third leg of my parlay shorts all of this stuff all over at the sgpn merch store store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com so that's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com all right Let's move on to the next game of the slate, and we have up the Chicago Bulls playing the Detroit Pistons. The Bulls are laying six. Coming off a back-to-back loss in Toronto, they are laying six versus the Pistons. 222 is the total injury report for these two teams, and we have for the Chicago Bulls. Joe, let's see. Uh, well, you know about Javante Green and Lonzo Ball. Gore Dragic is. Oh, he, they waived him? I didn't see that. I didn't know they waved him. I mean, he was. Yeah, hurt. They got rid of him. All right. So, pretty clean uh, that you know of right now. We'll see if they, you know, drop anybody on a back to back towards the end. But I don't think the Bulls are particular about not playing people on a back to back. So, I think they should be fine. For the Pistons, you have Bojan Bogdanovic. He's probable with that Achilles. Jaden Ivey's not on the injury report for personal reasons. Jalen Durant, Isaiah Stewart are both out, and Isaiah Livers is even doubtful. So, going to be seeing a lot of Bag- uh, Bagley and Wiseman playing together in this game and sprinkling some Rodney Magruder in there. He somehow, some way, finds himself in a starting Don't lineup. Like- yeah, oh. still in the leagues and and in a starting lineup. Clay, all time, you know what's that? Uh, freezing cold take. Hey, at freezing cold takes, you should take the clip of Clay saying that guy's not even going to be in the league in two years. And when Rodney Magruder hits the game winner to beat Chicago, <laughs> post that clip. That'd be hilarious. All right, that kind of told you a lane of where I'm going in this game. Scott, where are you going? Minus six. I'm going with Detroit in this one. I, I took a stand with Chicago yesterday just because Toronto is kind of in the same boat. 
And this game was close. Unfortunately, Chicago couldn't get it done. They fell apart again in the fourth quarter. I just think on a back-to-back, then like don't get me wrong, Detroit's a bad team. It's obvious that they're a bad team, but I'm not laying six with a team that's lost six straight on the road. Like that, that's just not going to happen. So I'm going to go with Detroit. I do like the under though. Chicago's been involved in a lot of low-scoring games ever since Patrick uh-huh. Beverly got there. Uh, I'm going to go with the under in this game, especially on a back-to-back. I think that this total's too high, but uh-huh. I will lean to Detroit. Probably sprinkle on the money line there. Can't lay six. Uh, with the Bulls on the road. I, I just can't do it. So I'm going to go with the Pistons plus the points, and I'll take the under. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still riding with the Pistons, man. Like, I dance with – what's the saying? Dance with the people that brought you – dance with the team that brought you, whatever. Whatever the freaking thing. And I'm still I'm still rolling with them. I said it after All-Star. I was like, I, I like this Pistons team, and I think that they're going to cover – a lot of games for us. Now that game against Charlotte one, we were still in cover potential for that game against the Charlotte. Like that is the number one thing that I was just like, wow, even with all these people out, we had a chance at that plus seven for a very long time in that game. And so even after they got blew out, they came back and it was like, Oh, they might do it. And they ultimately didn't, but two and one since the all-star break, I still feel pretty comfortable in saying that, this Pistons team gets up in the second half of the season. They are a young team. They figure it out. Now they got their star, Jaden Ivey, back. Bojan is back, so they're going to have, you know, scoring back in that offense. Yes, they're missing their two starting big men, but they got two really good big men behind them in Bagley and Wiseman that I think can give Vucevic some problems. Like, he's not going to – it's not going to come easy for him today. And he's going to get cooked defensively. Like defensively, I think why this might be another big game for Wiseman. I'm not gonna lie, this might be another big game for Wiseman. And I Wiseman see his might just drop as a 13 and a half. We cashed the points ladder last time, and I'm just looking at Vucevic and just thinking like, there's no way he's gonna be able to keep up with him. Wiseman is a speedy big, like, and I'm not just talking speedy like he's fast running down the court. He is fast when he's in the post when he makes moves in the post. They are very quick movements, and if you are not right there, you're either fouling. Or he's scoring. So I think this is another really, really juicy matchup for James Wiseman tonight. I'm all over the Pistons here. I think that this is not only a clear definition of I think the Pistons can actually win this game, but this spread is just way, way too big. And you're giving the Bulls too much credit for a team that plays down the competition. And they're on a back-to-back. With yeah. They're playing Canada just, yesterday. Like that's, that's not a great travel spot. Definitely not. And then coming back, and now you're in Detroit. I just. All right. We're both on Detroit in this one. I'm assuming you agree with me about the under. Yeah. Yeah. I. I... The only thing that I cannot hold against the uh, Chicago Bulls is defense. They've been they've been a lot better defensively, like really good defensively. So, yeah. I think that they'll probably give the guards of uh, Detroit some issues there. And since, since the All Star break, by the way, they've played three games, gave up eighty seven to Brooklyn, eighty two to Washington, gave up a one hundred four to Toronto. Yeah, that's really that's really really good. So, yeah, I think that they'll give some of the uh, backcourt of Detroit some problems. And another game where Detroit's gonna have to play through the bigs and try to use that to their advantage here. So. 100% with you there on the under there. I like it under 222. All right. Props, anything else you like for this one? 
You mentioned Wiseman. Uh, I can agree with you there. I'm not sold on Vucevic as a defensive player. Let's put it that way. At Besides all. that, if 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 Detroit is going to score here, and I know we're looking to an under and all that, but Boyan's at 19 and a half. Doesn't that sound very low? Yeah. So, like somebody's going to have to score for this team. You could argue Ivy, but... I, I, I think Ivy is the candidate to get shut down. Yeah. And Patrick Beverly, I think Ivy is the candidate to get shut down. I, so, I, I feel like I'm just pivoting to a boy on here. I, I just think that 19 and a half is a bit low. Now, yeah. he has been battling a bit of an Achilles injury, but he is playing in this game. I, I, I just think that based on his offensive talent, uh, that number seems a little bit short. Had 25 last game against Chicago. Uh, looking at the first game against Chicago, he had 20. So he's gone over this number in each of the two meetings against Chicago this season. I think I'm going to lean to Boyan over 19 and a half points. Yeah, I like that one. All right, Boyan, we are on uh, Wiseman as well. I just don't – I don't have any interest of anybody on Chicago on this back-to-back. I really don't. Do you want to take Beverly under, under six and a half points? What has he been scoring? <laughs> As, uh, let me just get. Let me just what has he been scoring? <laughs> uh, I, okay, so to go through his numbers since joining the team, eight zero eight, eight zero eight. So you have a fifty percent chance. Just take take a defensive well, game. It's take, less. Uh, T- technically, it's a thirty three percent chance because he's going oh, over in two or three. Oh, two or three. Okay. I mean, what's the odds of him doing that? I could see a, a Killian Hayes and Beverly under parlay. I could see that. I'm not a fan of Hayes, so no, yeah, I don't I, think anytime you is. tell me Killian Hayes unders, I'm not going to stop you. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm really good on Chicago, though. I don't really have any interest in Chicago. I gave it a shot ball. yesterday, but I think I'm out. <laughs> hey, man, the Raptors had it under 500, under 500 teams, man. This really gives them problems. By the way, okay. uh, Darrell, Darrell, I see in the – according to what I'm looking at, it says he's probable. So I'm yeah, assuming Boyan will play. Yeah, probable as of now. Wait to see if he, if he downgrades to questionable. But if he stays probable for the duration of the entire day, then you should feel good about him playing. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next game of slate. One everybody probably wants to know about. The Cleveland Cavaliers are on the road to play the Boston Celtics. Celtics are laying five. Open up at six and a half. Now down to five. Two eighteen and a half is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have nothing. To Cle- Cleveland didn't play last night. So they're just no. healthy. Yeah, they're just healthy. Okay, Cleveland's healthy. So nothing to report for Cleveland. And for the Celtics, you have Jalen Brown, personal reasons. He's in. Mike Muscala is questionable with the knee injury. That's about it for the Boston Celtics, which is pretty good because they've had a, a rash of injuries for the past few weeks. So pretty relatively clean injury report for Boston as well. There's a lot of money on Cleveland. Not a lot of bets. 50% of bets to be exact. But 93% of money is on Cleveland. Well, the main argument is that Boston, we just saw kind of lay an egg there on national TV against the Knicks. I know Jalen Brown didn't play, but people aren't going to provide context to it, and they're just going to say, well, the Celtics looked awful on TV last game, so I got to take the points. And Cleveland is 2-0 and this season against Boston, uh, just straight up. 
I'm going to go with Boston here. Cleveland's still not a great road team, 13 and 18 straight up. And most importantly, we've talked about it for a while. This team is not very good against elite teams, or at least, you know, solid, solid teams this season. Cleveland, I don't want to say that their record is built on beating up on a bunch of the weaker teams, but it kind of feels that way. Cleveland really does not beat a lot of elite teams. They, they just haven't this season. And you look only, at all the matchups. The only elite they've teams had, they beat are the Celtics. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And even the Celtics matchups were a couple of months ago at this point. I mean, they faced off in late October and November 2nd. They haven't played since November. So I don't even know if I can really use either of those games to prove anything to me. I'm going to fade Cleveland because from what I've seen lately, this team cannot actually beat good teams, which is why I'm pretty low on Cleveland's playoff hopes here. I'm going to go with the um, I'm going to go with the Celtics here. With Jalen Brown being back and they're at home, I think it's a good spot for Boston. Yeah, By the way, Trevor, I, I didn't uh, I didn't get a new webcam. I just have the lamp on behind me on. Like it looks like it's a bad camera, but <laughs> it's really just because I didn't have the lighting. <laughs> I swear they'd be noticing everything. Somebody said that my picture was crooked. Is the picture really crooked? I don't I don't think so. I mean the top of my thought- headset, I mean I I could easily just move this up, you know. Yeah, but- no, but I thought the leveler said it wasn't crooked. I don't know. I don't think it is. Whatever. I think it looks fine. I, I thought it looks fine. Like, looks, but somebody, looks- he said it like uncalled for. I didn't even ask. Like, he said it uncalled for. So it makes me think that it's really crooked. Like, I don't know. I'm it looks straight if you tilt your head a little bit, you know? Oh, really? Oh, my no, I'm just saying. It looks fine. <laughs> okay. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I, I, I don't feel comfortable taking the Cavs on the road playing a good team, but I'm not ever betting the Celtics because, one, I don't like the Celtics. Two, when I bet the Celtics, it rarely ever works out my favor, in my favor. So I'm going to just say Cavs plus five and keep it moving. This is really a Scott handicap. Okay. I'm just going to keep fading Cleveland uh, against good teams, especially on the road here. I'll go with Boston. Right. And you don't think that they're going to be a little bit more, I don't want to say motivated is the right word, but aren't they going to have a little bit of something extra because of how badly they played against the Knicks? Yeah, they should. They should, <laughs> they should. so they, yeah. And I wouldn't even say that the Philly game was a good game. Like, the, their three games after All-Star, even though they're 2-1 and one straight up, weren't really good games. Like, I don't think even a Celtics fan looks at those games and says, oh, man, we that was a really great game. You thought they were resilient and got a couple of close wins, but you really would have expected them to have better showings in all three of these games. And they're lucky to only take one L out of those three. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Celtics are. So wait, let's pause real quick, really quick, really quick segue. Because Missoula's going down and Mike Brown's going up. Yeah. And the Celtics haven't looked good after the break. I, I, I is this the beginning? Is this the beginning? Though. Let's just let's just mark this point in time right here. If the Celtics fall off from the one seed at this point, this was the point of the season where it went bad. Because I don't know, I'm just not impressed. Norm, I was impressed by the games that they had in the early part of the season, even though I don't like them. I was impressed, but this is I don't know. This is this is weird. 
By the way, when you say up or down, are you saying that Mike Brown's now the favorite to win the award? I don't think he's the favorite. Let me go back. I saw he was the favorite on Uh, one book uh, over the weekend, but I did put something on Mike Brown uh, to win coach of the year. It was, I think it was right after the Clippers double overtime game. I'm just like, all right, like just, I feel like this is just setting up for Mike Brown to win the award, but yeah. Um, I don't have much more to add on that. I, I feel like Missoula is not a great coach. I've said it before, but the narrative was there, but Sacramento yeah. keeps winning. So, you know, I don't know. We'll Sacramento just... the schedule is also pretty easy. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. Well, let's just say Boston's still 2-1. You know, they got the wins, but they haven't looked good. And that is my only concern with Boston moving forward is that is there – are we starting to see some regression from that really, really good start to the season? Well, it was right. pretty close to sustain, but yes, I think you have seen a bit of regression. Okay. Props. Oh, what did we talk about? Total, total sitting at 218 and a half. This, lot, this is dropped from 225 and a half. Seeing a lot of money on the over, though. 70% of the bet, 78% of the money on the over, but this line has dropped X like a lot. I'm. Mm, I don't think I'm doing anything else but playing the under, but I'm curious. Are you, are you interested in an over in these two teams? The only thing that would make me interested in the over would be the fact that the first two meetings ended up landing at least 227 and the totals 218 and a half, but both games went to overtime. So yeah. both numbers are inflated based on the fact that you had extra five minutes in both those games. Uh I'm really kind of torn on this total here. I think it's just a stay away for me, but I think I will lean to the over. Because Boston, we just talked about, has not exactly looked like the most dominant team in the world lately. Defensively, they've been a bit underwhelming, but offensively, they've still been pretty good with Jalen Brown in the lineup. Uh Cleveland defensively, I mean, they gave up 136 to Atlanta, 115 to Denver, 118 to Philly gave up 109 to San Antonio. I think I'm going to lean over in this game. I think this total just seems a little bit too low. Uh, I can't even get three for three on the ref report. All right. Crew tree for tonight, Cleveland and Boston. We have Josh Tiven. Uh, he is 25 and 23 to the over this season. That's basically for, nothing. So. Uh, additional referee, Kevin Cutler. He is 16 and 22 to the under. I mean, 16 and 22 to the over, so 22 and 16 to the under. And then you have for the umpire, Ray Acosta, and he is also to the under 21 and 26. So two under refs, one over ref. I think I'm going to just stick with my gut and go under. Okay. I think I'm going to lean over, but I don't have a strong opinion on it. All right. Any prop-wise, thing prop-wise you like in this one? Uh, props are going to be tricky for this matchup because you have to wonder how the offense is going to really divide itself for, for Boston with Tatum and with Brown being back is Tatum is uh, Brown going to be a bit rusty. Is he going to be fine? Is there going to be any type of, I don't want to say transition, but I am wondering if Brown's going to come back like nothing happened, drop 30 and move on with his life. Yeah. Are you looking for Donovan Mitchell just to have a big game on TV against the Celtics or no? Uh, you, you you already know we like Mobley props, so yeah. I think I'm just gonna stick with Mobley, man. I I can't. The thing about Donovan is it just like the they're still good defensively, and 
the fact is he can't even pick and roll because Al Horford's been really, really good on the pick and roll against guards. Like if you watch, if you watch Al Horford defensively, mm-hmm. he's really keeping them on the perimeter, and guards are like having to pick, you know, pick up their dribble and pass out of it when they get pick and roll with Al Horford. And that's probably what they should stop doing. Like stop. Like it just everybody switches well, and I think that that's going to be really tough for uh, Donovan Mitchell. I think I would like maybe Darius Garland slightly more in this matchup, but. We'll see. We'll see, man. Uh, I, I'm, I not, one, I'm not interested in Mitchell. Yeah. I just want to play Mobley. Mobley's, I think one prop guy. I'm kind of tempted by, which is going to sound hilariously low, but I got to bring it up. Okoro, you're looking at his over-under in this game. It's six and a half. Points. But it's weird because in the two games against Boston this, this season, he's played a combined 13 minutes. He's averaging one point per game against Boston this season. <laughs> I don't know why he played that little. Like I, His role in this team is kind of diminishing. Last four games, 19 minutes, 20 minutes, 23 minutes, 21 minutes. He never shoots. But I got to assume it's a serious red flag, at least for people that like him, if he's playing basically half the minutes that he was playing pre-All-Star break, and now he's barely even in the rotation besides being a 20-minute guy. I'll take a Coro under. Six and a half for a non-offensive player is playing roughly 20 minutes. Yeah. I think that's worth something. I'll probably look at a Coro under. All right. <laughs> I can't. I'm not going to talk to you. Averaging that. one point per game. I just saw that and it made me laugh, but I saw the minute tracker here. I don't know why he would only play 13 minutes in those two games combined because with Boston's wings, you'd assume Cleveland wanted him out there for defensive purposes, but he just wasn't on the court. But Okoro has scored less than three points in three of the last four meetings against Boston. So you're actually about to make me bet this. <laughs> I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Like his minutes have completely just completely deteriorated. With no, his, but with you're making like a lot of good points. Like you're making a lot of good points. All right. Are you having a hard time meeting people to date? Like maybe, well, maybe you're not just have a hard time meeting people, but the people you're meeting are just not your cup of tea. Well, come talk to my guys with Talkify. Talkify, they are bringing the human touch back to dating and no more swiping is actual people here in front of you. They are the number one modern make modern matchmaking service designed to help you achieve a bunch of relationship success. I tell you as a single bachelor that they have they have a great compatibility system and specialists where they hand select really really good candidates for you so that you can just date and feel like that you're not wasting your time or you're not going out here on a bunch of dates and not meeting anybody or some random person that is really really creepy and they're committed to finding you your match 80 percent of their clients have met their person in the first 12 matches now if you're going on 12 dates and you haven't met somebody you like it might be you, but they're making sure that you have the best chance of finding somebody. And right now, TalkFi is offering you, our listeners, 20% off if you become a client at TalkFi.com slash SGPN. That is T-A-W-K-I-F-Y dot com slash SGPN for 20% off when you become a client. TalkFi.com slash SGPN. 
All right. Let's get into this. We have the Philadelphia 76ers on the road going to play the Miami Heat. Sixers open up as a one-point favorite. Now over to minus two. Two fifteen and a half is the total. Injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Philadelphia 76ers. Looks like pretty clean injury report. The only thing I see here is Dwayne Dedman. And for the Miami Heat, you have Kyle Lowry, who is out. Kevin Love is probable to play in this game with a knee injury. You have Max Struess, who's questionable. Kevin Love is fitting in perfect with this team, by the way. Coming coming in, joining the team, and going on the injury report, perfect mm-hmm. fit. Uh, Mac, like I said, Max Struess is questionable with an ankle. That's about it for them. Expect to see everybody else. Normal contenders, Bam, Tyler Hero, Jim Butler, Gabe Vincent, all that. All right. I cashed Miami outright last time I was on the show. Two to one. Six and a half point dogs on the road. That was a very good spot in Miami. Now I have Miami in another good spot. Home dogs. However, this is the back-to-back game set, as that was the last game that both of these two teams played. Then they both got on a plane down to Miami to play this one. What are you doing here, Scott? So last game, I'm sure you heard, I had a Butler triple-double, which I had at 250 to 1 in a same-game parlay, and I fell on assist short. Still haven't mentally recovered from it. I don't think Butler's <laughs> going to get close to it in this game. I think Philly's going to make some adjustments. My question for you is, it's in Miami. Are you blindly fading James Harden? <laughs> that, does that fade still apply in 2023? Is he too old for that now? Because there's rumors he wants to go back to Houston. That's definitely not for basketball. That's why I'm asking. Is he still a big club guy? Uh, he possibly could be. It could be the, uh, the you know, no state income tax that's trying to pull him back as well. And this could be a show-out game where he says, hey, this is a pretty cool place to live that has no state income tax and really nice strip clubs. So Could be. I'm, I'm just throwing it out there that uh, if, if we've constantly talked about fading Harden and how his stats have looked worse in cities with good strip clubs, <laughs> and now he's going to Miami... <laughs> I got to bring it up, don't I? Oh, my gosh. I don't saying, know. Don't I, I don't know if up? that's an actual, like, he actually looks worse with, you know, in a good city. But I'm just throwing it out there that he is back in Miami. And based on his history, I'm, I'm assuming that he's still a club guy. So I'm, I'm going to lean to some hard unders. He killed me on the assist under. I, I had the under last game. And he was doing nothing for the first quarter and a half, and then he kind of exploded. He had seven assists in the second half. I would still lean to the under there. I like the full game under. I, I just feel like with the way both teams defended each other in the first meeting, I don't see that changing. Pace was really just not a factor at all in that in that last meeting. Miami mm-hmm. kind of plays a hybrid zone, and so does Miami, just to guard each other specifically. Mm-hmm. And I think as a result, you're going to see a lot of ugly possessions here. I still like the under here. I think getting beach out of a big game, but I will lean to some hard unders in general, just based on his reputation of, you know, partying a bit now being in Miami. I'm so torn because where I do, I would have loved for after that win for Miami to be a two point favorite. Like that yeah. would have just solidified me on the 76ers. I think I'm still leaning Philly here because even in a great get-up spot for Miami, they still barely won the game. Yeah. And it looked like Philly was kind of sleepwalking through most of it. 
I'm assuming that Philly Philly's the better team. Like, even though they even though they lost the last game to Miami, I Philly's still the more talented roster. I don't think that's really debatable. I'm still going to lean to Philly, but I feel better about the under. Yeah, I um, I'm in the same way. I'm still going Philly. Yeah, that that was my mindset before this. I'm gonna keep it going, even though the line kind of isn't where I would like it to be. I'm gonna still roll with Philly to get it done on the uh, second game of a two game series for these two. All right, I'm on the under as well. Uh, same same concept as the early game is that both of these teams really more Miami that struggled scoring the basketball, but. And because Philly hasn't needed to score, like they've just been playing well defensively, so they haven't needed to put up a bunch of points. But I expect to see a defensive game. I expect to see a slow-paced game and uh, this under still coming in cash. And what did it? What was that official? It was at 200. Yeah, it was at 200 last time. So I think we're still good. All right. Uh, prop-wise, anything else prop-wise that's sticking out to you? I'm trying to think because I said that Butler, I'm not expecting to go near a triple double. If you want to make an argument for rebounds, I don't mind that. I don't mind that because he did a good job on the glass last game. If we're ba- if we're on Embiid, aren't we automatically just assuming that like Adebayo is going to have a pretty rough night? <sighs> just based on the foul hunting and the potentially yeah. slow paced game, I'm, I'm kind oh. of expecting Adebayo to struggle a bit in this matchup. I just don't bet Bam. Like even when I say Bam is gonna have a bad night, like it goes opposite direction. He's just a he's just a player that I just can't get right, and I admit that I can't get Bam right. And it's just better if I don't touch Bam at all. Jimmy, what did he fall short like by the hook or like by one? It was, it was one assist. I was one assist away. No, I'm talking about the points. I gave out his points prop. Oh, and he didn't get there. What he finished with twenty three? Yeah, it was like twenty five, twenty five and a half. I think. I know he missed the free throw at the end, which would have put them up uh, three, and that ended up resulting in a game winning look. But let me see. I'm pretty sure it was twenty four, but that was just like that was brutal for me because I was on his points prop. I still can't believe he made that spinning layup there in the final two minutes. I don't know how he made that shot, but yeah, he finishes with twenty three points. So he just twenty three. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm not really interested in props right now. Maybe I'll change along the day, but I'm not. I'm good on this game of props. All right. All right, people, YouTube, stay right there. We're not going anywhere. However, if you're listening to the podcast version, then we are going over to part two.